No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. God made light. Electric fish lights made light way cooler. Yeah, they did. They did. They did. Go yeah. to electricfishlights.com and check out the way cooler IQ technology lighting that they make. Custom lighting fixtures for you and the people that you love so you can light up your life and your, your house and your easy up and your tent. Yeah. You and if you want to know what we're talking about, go over to at electricfishlights on Instagram or electricfishlights.com and you can check out what they do. You can get a light made in any of like your favorite cartoon characters fish jellyfish cute little bears i mean they do sports teams i mean you're it you're limited by your imagination Mel, so if you have it, no imagination you know you better get on over there and come up with something rather than to make well a if you have no imagination life. you can just pick one off the wall and, and they're all or off their website and if you happen to live in the delaware area specifically rehoboth beach go visit them at their physical store on, in penny lane that's right, in Penny Lane. And pick out one of those beautiful lights. And over the summer, I know that they were doing some kids' classes. And I believe that you can still create your own light with the pieces that they give you. That's right. So, so it is interactive. It's super cool. It lights up your life. And it makes you happy. They have color-changing bulbs. They have bulbs that are Bluetooth speakers. So not only are these lights going to look amazing, but they're going to do fun stuff too. And you're getting 25% off when you put in the promo code 25%. NSR. NSR. You're going to get 25% off your purchase and you're going to get Delaware Magic in the box that nobody knows what it is but the people that are packing your box. So go to electricfishlights.com and be cooler than light. You know, make it make it awesome. Wow, man. Shop Tour Bus is sponsoring this episode of No Simple Road. Yeah. And you can get all kinds of Grateful Dead inspired merch at Shop Tour Bus. I'm going to say that again. Grateful Dead inspired merch. You are not going to find Steal Your Faces or 13 Point Bolts or Bertha's or Skulls and Roses This is there. You're going to find Grateful Dead inspired pictures. And uh, help me out, Apple. I lost my train. They're like it cryptic off pictures the track. that kind of make people guess at what you're wearing. Yeah, it's like fire on the mountain and it's a mountain on fire. It's drums in space and it's a drum kit floating in space. You get the idea. Go to shoptourbus.com and check out all the merch they have. They have t-shirts. They have hoodies. They have buttons. They have kids clothes. They have tote bags. 
um, zip-up possi- Yeah, the possibilities are not endless, but they're quite few. Yeah. I mean, Wait, many. Many. Not yes. few. <laughs> not few. That was good, man. And they're quite many. They are giving you free shipping when you put in the promo code No, no Simple, Simple Road. Road. All one word. When you check out from Shop Tour Bus, they are hooking up the No Simple Road family with free shipping. So when you go to that next concert or that next family affair with a PH or a Grateful Dead in front of it, you're going to be wearing the coolest stuff there because you got it from Shop Tour Bus. And it comes in a hand-designed, one-of-a-kind box with Grateful Dead lyrics um, artfully drawn on the inside of the box. There's all kinds of extras in there. And some of you are actually going to get Miracle with a Grateful Dead cassette bootleg on the inside of your box. So go over there, order, put in the promo code No Simple Road, and hook yourself up with some fresh thread. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited, so visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. Cool. <laughs> smell your knee now. <laughs> yeah. Smells kind of grumpy. Hey now, no simple road family. Welcome back to the show. This is Aaron and and an apple. I thought that we would mix it up. I usually go. Oh, okay. I usually go wow. last. I'm not here by and myself. Smell. 
You're it's, not here by yourself. And smell. And smell. <laughs> it's smell. It's smell. <laughs> it's ice. So the three of us um, are putting together or have put together, I guess, at this point, something very special for all of you out there. Um, I guess it is last month. Last month, we went to Ventura, California and attended Skull and Roses. The single coolest Grateful Dead festival ever. Beautiful four-day festival down on the beach in Ventura, California. Which we did not attend any of those four days. What? Oh, the beach. Yeah, we went to the festival. Everybody kept days. saying that, but we were very busy and doing lots of things. Yeah, it was like we Mike were. went to the beach, Bryce and all oh, really? fun. Yeah, they did. They went and took a nap down under the pier after eating at the fish house out yeah. there. Yeah, we didn't. Apple was all excited about the beach and we didn't go there. No, <laughs> saw it. But um, it. before we get going and do all that, I just want to send out a very heartfelt thank you to Chris and the whole Skull and Roses team. Katie. Katie and Aaron and Dennis McNally. Susanna. And Susanna and Jason. All of you for having us out and for allowing us to chronicle the history of the Grateful Dead family's continuing long, strange trip into, fu- into the future. Yeah. And you all, it made us feel very welcome. We, you know, we were back there and what I consider your spot, your area, the entire time, hanging out, doing interviews, and it was, couldn't have felt more welcome. So, truly, we, in true No Simple Road fashion, um, we are going to take you to the festival with us as best we can through this episode. My hope is that if you were there, this will bring you back and give you some nice, memories, tingly memories up and down your spine. And if you weren't, then maybe you'll feel like you were hanging yeah. out with us. And the quality, the sound quality of the show will definitely make you feel like that. So bear with us because it's not like our perfectly, you know, um, tuned in studio, um, crafted. studio crafted <laughs> sound. It's rough. And well, it's like not bad. It's, the, it's not bad it's quality. The ambiance. It's captures exactly. the ambiance a, of a festival. Totally. You hear the laughter. You hear me talking shit in the background. You hear. You might hear Mel laugh yeah. once or twice. <laughs> yeah. Once or an hour. But, but yeah, it's a really cool um, way to experience the festival that you didn't go to. And it's important, man. Like one of the things that we did while we were there was um, I walked around the shakedown and interviewed just people walking around and asked many of them what the Grateful Dead and what the Grateful Dead family means to them. And you'll hear all those answers and the, you know, myriad things that people feel about that. But um, this is history, man. This is uh, something that was started in 1965 with a group of guys that were trying to start a jug band. And all these years later in 2022, there's an entire festival dedicated to the music that they made and the family that they created. And it, that in and of itself is magic and that deserves to be chronicled and to be documented for history. Um, You know, what's cool though. What? You started this back in 2017 about the dead and here we are, six, five years later, chronicling them. Yeah. And That's being a trip. pulled into, 
like not only are they historic and they started out doing something they never knew that they would, but we kind of had the same type of beginnings. Like we were just kind of aiming for something small and just, yeah, we just want to put out our ideas out there and have fun. See if anybody listens. And now Mm -hmm. here we are being invited to chronicle and be a part of the Grateful Dead magic. Yeah. And it's an honor and a trip to, to be a part of it. And just to think about like Jerry's gone and he was the linchpin in that whole thing. And that didn't stop it. It's morphed and changed and grown and fallen apart and gone away and come back and just and all it's still, the, strong. It's still just trucking on. And it's really, really amazing. And having two years go by where we didn't get to see any of that walking into this festival, it, it was a trip. It was like coming home and seeing the faces that we saw in 2019 and a lot of new faces too. It was the festival's grown and rightly so. I mean, they, they put together an amazing four days. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like Mel said, with the, with the sound, you are going to be immersed. Some of it, you're going to, it's going to be in stereo. Some of it's mono, like the interviews are mono. And then like all the music and stuff we did backstage, we want to give it to you in stereo so that you're there. Yeah. You like know. you're the other person, maybe, you know, holding the other mic and listening mm-hmm. to it, you know? Yeah. So, you know, sit back, get yourself comfortable. I'm, I don't, we haven't finished putting this together right now. We're just doing the intro for it. So I'm not quite sure how long this is going to be at this point, but, um, We've got interviews with uh, brown-eyed women. We've got interviews with Catfish John, Marcus Razak, Pink Talking Fish, um, Jerry's, Jerry's Middle, middle Finger. finger. Fingle. Mary's, Mary's <laughs> Jerry, Big Old wow. Our contest winner, Jesse, from 2019. Yep. we Jesse, that's right. And um, a bunch of music and commentary by us. And, and from the lot. Fun. So... We're going to get you to that in just a second. But before we do that, let's do the business. Um, follow us. Yeah, do that. On all the social media <laughs> follow, platforms. Just follow us around. You can just come to where we're at and hang out. Yeah. I'm sure none of us would be too put out by that. No. On all the social media platforms, at No Simple Road. Also go to www.nosimpleroad.com and check out all the stuff that's going on over there. There's a calendar of events and you can actually... Sign up for a tarot reading by Mel and I with you. We'll the be using, Grateful yeah. Dead Tarot Deck. We will be using that. And every card in that deck is a song, a Grateful Dead song. So when you get a reading, you'll get a one-hour reading by us. You'll get a, um, a set list of songs based on the cards that you pull. And then you'll get the audio file from it so that you can go back and refer to it later. And uh, you can sign up at nosimpleroad.com for those tarot readings. Also, our calendar of events. You can find out where we're going to be. Come boogie with us. Shake a leg. Put on those dancing shoes. Come do your thing with us. Um, let's see. What else? Help me out, guys. Uh, but tepid line. Oh, yeah. The tepid line. 971-808-1524. Uh, that tepid line will get you access day and night to tell your stories, ask your questions, give your opinions, tell a joke. I mean, Leave literally. Leave your trip reports. Yeah, anything you want to do. 
Yeah. And that number again, 971-808-1524. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcast by just going to Apple Podcast, going down to the little um, magnifying glass at the bottom, typing in the name of the show, and then you can leave a five-star review. You can also leave us some words of, yeah. of wisdom and love there. And nothing to report so. this week, but That's we know funny. somebody will do that soon. And one of the things that happened when we were at Skull and Roses was um, we met the Great North Special. Yes, we made, we made, we met Russell. Apple and I were hanging out, talking, <laughs> chatting on Saturday night. And then Russell comes blowing in and kind of like popped into our little bubble. With this amazing smile and beard. So welcome. <laughs> and we were so stoked because we then had this incredible conversation, introduced him to Aaron. Then the rest of the night it was just kind of a great time and even though you know saturday night's music kind of was a, a bummer because of you know some technical, technical difficulties russell made the night so fun yeah and i really wanted to emphasize that because something that you could we could have focused on you know like oh man you know we didn't get to see O'Teal for too long but honestly that night made something me just, great came out of exactly it. i just i think about russell and um how much fun we had and what a great like and, introduction yeah. that was and after we got back they sent us some merch and I, I i was talking about leaving reviews and um russell actually wrote us a letter and i wanted to read it to you guys to aaron mel and apple hey nsr fam was so great to meet you all at skull and roses getting to hang chat dance with y'all after a few years of listening to you and being such a fan was a treat you all are just as warm and sweet as your conversations are on the podcast. And it was so awesome to get to feel that and connect with you in person. What you three are doing for the scene is so important and necessary, and we can't thank you enough for it. So cool to see NSR keep getting more and more amazing and massive artists and to see you continue talking with others at all levels in this wonderful scene we all share. You are a light and inspiration to so many of us. And we sincerely hope you will continue on with it as long as you desire and will be listening eagerly as long as you do. Here's some of our merch from all of us here at the Great North Special. Hope you enjoy. Look forward to chatting, hanging, and dancing together again soon. Big love from Russell and the Great North Special. Okay, there's three things in that letter that I I want to personally address because it's awesome. First of all, the first thing is, Thank you so much for that beautiful pin. I the pin is my that. favorite thing. It's classy, it's beautiful, it's gorgeous. But then you said um it's wonderful to um this wonderful scene we all share. You are a light and inspiration to many of us and we hope you continue on as long as you desire. I love that you don't put any pressure on us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as long so as you much. desire. And you'll listen as long as you do. <laughs> like that's super sweet. And the fact that you're calling out that we, you know, we don't discriminate against if you're a big star, awesome. We want to talk to you. And if you're a medium star, cool. I want to talk to you. And if you're and not if a, you're star a little star or a, not a star, we out. still want to hang out. So thank you for acknowledging that, Russell, because I feel like that is something that um, I, th- I think people are important to us, not the caliber yeah. of the person, but the person themselves. It's the, the scene holistically that's important. Yeah. All so thank us. you for such a thoughtful, specific and beautiful letter. Well, and Yeah. that That's why I read it. It 
really like made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside when I read it. And I want to be having them on the show. Yeah. Great. Yeah. More special is coming on no simple road here in a Heck couple yeah. of weeks. And that letter was because of skull and roses. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, man, like Mel was just saying, the scene is the thing it's, we're all a part of it. There's no, um, hierarchy for in uh, as far as we're yeah, concerned. And, and there's no, like, what do they call it? Something for entry. Price prerequisite. There's no that, prerequisite yeah. for entry. Just, There's no age limit. Be you. <laughs> dig the music and don't be a dick. I guess that's that's it. Yeah, that's always. And if you're one. a dick, apologize okay. and we'll we'll be like fine. Yeah, that's cool. true. Yeah, everybody Moving gets on. a little yeah. dicky once in a while. Yeah, everybody does. You get you know you're hangry or something. It. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you, you if you're a smoker, yeah, you, you can't smoke. You know, right away you get fucking pissed off or you know, there's a many reasons why we can be a dick at a certain point however just be cool afterwards that's right so say sorry there's your that's part of the business that's the psa for yeah. this week don't be a dick and if you do say recognize it say you're sorry rectify it <laughs> uh, anyway um i think did we get it all yeah oh we, no we didn't no so there's a couple of things that we missed. One of them is Patreon. Patreon. Ooh, yeah, that's Patreon. the important one. That's what keeps the wheels on the so bus going around. Over the around. last week, we had two Patreon subscribers, and we did shout them out last week. But still, thank you so much for doing that and believing in us and monetarily telling us that. I don't, we didn't talk about this one. We got a new one. Corey MacArthur. We did talk about Corey because I'm, remember Corey, I'm getting a, giving him a collage. Oh, okay. Never mind. We'll talk about Corey we'll again. We'll talk about Corey, you, Corey again. Love we love you, Corey. Corey. Thanks, man. Thank thanks you. again. Yeah. And thanks, Clayton, again. And you, you too <laughs> can be awesome like Clayton and Corey. Double and C's. All those people that have signed up on Patreon. What that is, is the monetary way to support No Simple Road. Look, if you listen to this show all the time and you are consuming the content that we are creating with our blood, sweat, tears, and passion and love, then, you know, consider giving a buck a month. Sometimes farts. Those two. We do <laughs> put those into the show. You don't always hear them. That's right. But you don't have to pay for those. All the other shit yeah. that I mentioned, though, <laughs> that don't have to send those either. Yeah. Look, don't you could sign up those. for a dollar a month. You could sign up for five a month, 10, 20, 50, 1,000, 100, doesn't matter. So, patreon.com forward slash no simple road. That's how you do that. And that is how we pay the bills. And believe me, there's bills. There's bills. We went to the grocery store yesterday, oh Mel and I, gosh. and a tube of oatmeal. Is this your, a tube? Is this your oatmeal? A your oatmeal um, ran. Container, oh, no. A container of oatmeal. is $10. The, the, the biggest one, and oatmeal is usually like a very inexpensive thing yeah. to buy. The small ones were $5.99. No, it was either $5.99 or it, $6.99. Right. No, it was $5.99. Right? And the large one was Nine seventy nine. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. Shit is outrageously is expensive right what? now, and that has trickled down into the world of podcasting, hosting, and all the shit that we do. So please, you guys, we need your help. Yeah, for real, for real. So if you consume, if you listen meal. to this show, yeah, <laughs> please and thank you. If you listen to the show and you're a consumer of what we put out, please consider doing that. It's it's just the right thing to do, man. Yeah. Just saying. It's like the checks and balances. And it creates that balance. And here's the thing. If you don't want to do the monthly thing, I get it. That can be too much for some people. If you want to go, hey, you know what? I'm going to kick you down a 20 spot because you guys have really made me happy That's over rad. the past few years. We are happy to receive that too. You can give that to us through the PayPal. 
That is no simple road at gmail.com. You can do a one-time gift. Tip us. Buy us a cup of coffee. Yeah. You know, yeah, we're, that's we're like doing our jar. I like that. I'd love a cup of coffee from a No Simple Road listener. Oh, okay. I Who's really it going to be? Who's buying milk coffee this week? I, I don't know, but I'll appreciate it for sure. I'll let you know what I, what kind of coffee it was, what kind of creamer I put in it, we'll even the different review. type of sugar. Okay, there it is. I'll let you know. Okay. Also, one last thing before we go. Be on the lookout on um, what month are we in? May? Yeah. May 14th. Saturday. I'm not sure what time yet, but I'm just telling you to mark your calendar for tentatively sometime during that day. Um, no Simple Road is going to be live streaming. Ooh. Yeah. Going That's live. Right. You can come hang out with No Simple Road. You can interact with us through what? the chat. You can do the whole live stream thing with No Simple Road coming May 14th. Mark and your calendar. Something that's coming before May 14th is Beltane Music oh, this Festival. Mm-hmm. We are super stoked, so excited, and proud to be part of this incredible event that's been going on for years. A magical event. And I just implore you, if you are anywhere in the area of Oregon, um, Sio, Oregon, and Round Bend, or Eugene, anywhere, come out, come to Beltane, come enjoy. They're having vendors, their pizza and coffee. They're going to have a drum uh, uh, workshop. They're going to be wrapping the maple. I'm excited about that because I've seen the, that yes, done it's like beautiful. on video, but like to be part of you that. You never wrapped a maypole as a kid? No. I never uh-uh. did that either, okay. Apple. So no. it's not like a thing. <laughs> but yeah, so um, if there's still time and if you're listening to this, come join us. Tickets are available at BeltaneMusicFestival.com. Also at NoSimpleRoad.com. There is a banner and a link button to get tickets there as well do it and with that being said we are done with the business and we are moving on into the fun part of the show not that this wasn't fun but the the next fun part of the show the festival part of the show in 2019 when we went to skull and roses the first thing we recorded was us in the car paying the parking attendant so we decided it would only be right no, Aaron decided it. Okay. I decided it would only he be did. right that we did that again to begin it this. It was cool. This it was. We didn't know what he was doing. We pull, you pull over to the side and we're, we're like, just look at you and you're like, remember? And then it's like, oh yeah. Okay. So I did remember because I was doing my research, my homework. So come along <laughs> with us to Skull and Roses, everybody. Come on. Get comfortable. Get on the bus. And uh, here we go. Choo-choo. Skull and Roses 2022. Choo-choo train. Well, we did it. We did do it. We did it. We flew, we flew from Portland to L.A. We got in a rental car. We drove up to Cafe Nouveau. Nouveau. <laughs> Nouveau. You have the hardest time saying stuff. I do. Well, when it's fancy words, you know. We, we went and had breakfast at a breakfast joint. There you go. Brunch. So Brunch. So, Apple. Yes, sir. Mel, I, uh, the other day I listened back to um, the beginning of the Skull and Roses episode that we did in 2019. And the first part of the episode, well, after four hours of commercials and us talking about stuff for three hours, when the actual Skull and Roses part of the thing started, um, we were right here where we're sitting right now recording. And we we recorded going through parking I remember that. and 
We're gonna do it again. We're doing it again. Yeah. Here so go. here we go. We're parking. Make sure nobody's <laughs> coming. See, right, scared me. Here we go. Here we go. Let's see how much is parking? Eight, eight dollars. Cash, cash only. Oh cash. no, cash only. It's a good thing you have somebody that works in the cannabis industry that just has cash all the time. I know, right? It's that cash guy. Thanks, man. Pay for breakfast, parking. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it going, man. Woo, yeah. All right, we're going to, going to meet up. Yay. What's up, man? Ventura County Fairgrounds, Skull and Roses Festival 2022. Two years in the making. Three. Well, thanks, man. Whatever, dude. You know me in time. Well, yeah, yeah three years. I, I did, had to do that math in my head earlier. Oh, that's true. So You're right. 2019 You're right. to 20, 20 to 21, 21 to 22. Three years. Whatever. I'm precise. You are precise. We're going to call you Persapple from now on. Persanthemum. Mel? Yes? You excited? Yeah, I'm just changing my clothes back here because I can't go on with what I had on. Yeah, it, it is warm. It's warm. Yeah, it's a little. We're, we're Portlanders now. We, we don't know how. It yeah, feels. I'm. I'm used to that. my Santa weather. This is. This is hot. This is nuts. Ninety, 90 degrees. I'm excited. We've been in the car since nine o'clock this morning. It's like one o'clock now, and I'm already sunburned. I've been in the car. Yeah, I feel it on my arm. Well. Then I realized. That Three quarters of the way here, I had my lumbar heater on. on my, I'm like, why? Why is the AC at 60 and I feel hot? Yeah. Well, you're going to fit right in with the sweaty wooks. Uh, let's go. No, let's... I'm putting on Birkenstocks and shorts. Exactly right my now. point. You'll fit in with the sweaty oh, okay. wooks. Yeah. All right. We'll be back in a minute. Uh, it got, yeah, yeah. The first one the that first got canceled. Postponement. I told them yeah, today, I remember in. March of 2020, I was walking in the parking lot at my day job with my boss, and I was like, I'm gonna call Dennis and see what What's he thinks. On? And I called him and I was like, I know you don't have a crystal ball, man, but like, you think this thing's gonna get canceled? And he was like, Yeah, I think so. And this was this was like the first big hit. Yep. And it hurt. Yeah. Well, everybody, you know, no one knew what to do either. I mean, I got really good at postponing festivals, <laughs> which is something I never wanted That's to ever say. To me. Yeah. And, you know, you there. I never have delivered bad news. I'm the person who has all the good news yeah. all the time. Yeah, so, I got you in backstage. Here's yes, your wristband. Yes, Here's I, your pass. Come to my festival. Yeah. Here's all the cool bands. <laughs> I mean, it was just out of the norm for, I mean, I've been doing this for 15 years, just like I never delivered bad news ever, nor does Dennis. So um, yes, having first down and first back, celebrate. And, yeah. That, that is something to celebrate, for real. So mm -hmm. our first like concert back. Don't get hit by the brown eyed no. man. <laughs> our, our first concert back was- um, One way to get an interview. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> now you have to talk to us. Uh, at Horning's Hideout in Portland. Mm -hmm. um, the String Dusters and, and uh, Green Sky Bluegrass. This was like June last year. And we're all excited and we're ready to go and we go to the show and like the first set of, it was two days, first set of the first day, you could feel the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like apprehension? Oh. 
people didn't know how to be around each other anymore. Social there was social awkwardness. Social yes, that's even what us dancing the first it, time. It's like, it was like it was how like, do I okay, do this again? Do I remember how to do yes. this. But then by second do I need set, to stay in this spot? yeah. <laughs> well, they had like they had squares on the ground. It was the day of squares. Yes, we had this festival planned for pots. Oh, you did. That well, that's when we came back online. Twenty one. We like yeah, right. we were like, if this is gonna happen, this is how it's gonna have to be, and then that didn't happen. Yeah. And then this came aboard and we didn't, I never want to put the heart, cart before the horse or say, this is how it's going to be. So we're always just following state regulations. Yes. Right. And at first we weren't going to sell over X number of tickets. And then it got a little looser. Then it was, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to sell this many tickets. But as time went on, here we were about a month ago and people are like, what's the COVID policy? What's the COVID policy? So we started looking at every other festival in California just to kind of see what everybody else was doing. And again, it was like, I'm not ready to make a statement until we're like a week out. Right. Cause shit's gonna continue to change. Um, and lo and behold, this park is owned by the state of California. So their rule was there are no rules. And it was the state of California. Oh, perfect for a Grateful Dead festival. <laughs> and here we are. Yes. State rule is no rule. State rule is. You know what's cool from my end is like, I never know who's on the other end of an email, right? At first. True, true. So I'm very professional and, you know, just trying to get my point across and yep. move on. Yep. But now that I've seen your face, <laughs> it's like, oh, that's family. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I get it now. I can be me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool, man. No, that's the. Um, I, I always say this world is so small. We all have to behave. <laughs> we have one rule. We all live together. One rule at the house: don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Right. Yes. <laughs> Everyone knows it when they come in. You don't break that rule, out. you're good. Just falls in line behind that. Yeah. <laughs> you're not being a dick. Everything's cool. Just be cool, right? They've been saying it for years. So, uh, if you need any. Bodhisattva. Okay, me too. Favorite thing: Grateful Dead mashed up with Steely Dan. You know, I'm cooking though. Ooh, I feel like cooking. <laughs> Mike, say hi to No Simple Road. Hello, No Simple Road. It's Wicked at Wicked Awesome. At Wicked Awesome TN. Oh, that's right. Even. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Steely Dead. We had the TN for, for greatness. Yeah, the, the, the B3. Right? Yeah. It always adds like 
that zing up the back of your spine. Oh, I love it. So we've landed. We were we're just watching Steely Dead. And that we're, interview was with Katie. Yeah, that, that bit was with Katie. She's one of the organizers of the festival. And then we were sitting in the stands with Mike, Wicked Awesome TN, and hanging out and just getting our, our sea legs under us as we, you know, got to the festival. We had some um interviews lined up and and then brown eyed women took the stage. And, um, these ladies, they're from all over the country and they were astounding, man. And they are, they were, yeah, they were amazing. We had a Woodstock connection with them, with one of, with Aaron from, um, Grateful Dead Tarot. And they were generous enough to give us some time. We didn't get to interview all the ladies cause they had, you know, gone their separate ways, but we got to interview Denise and um, Dana and Joni. Yeah. And you'll see like very quickly the emotion of being at this festival and what it means for everybody and what this music and community means for all of us. And uh, yeah, that is, everybody missed it. Yeah. <laughs> it's very apparent very early on. So here's a little of the brown eyed women playing um, hard, hard to, to handle. handle. And then uh, we'll go into the interview. So here you go. Every word I say, I'm in a 
that name. And then I was like, but it's a really good name, though. So I went with it. Are we recording? We are. We're on. All right. So we have, right now, we're going to have more, but we have two of the brown eyed women with us. Dana and Denise. So there's your mics, ladies. And yes, yeah. Well, we want to hear you. Oh, and I want to be heard. So, uh, all right. So um, please introduce yourselves and tell us what you play, how you, all of it. You go. All right. I'm Denise Perrant from Woodstock, New York. Wow. And um, I play drums and sing lead vocals and backups. Um, And we've been playing together for like three years and it's been probably one of the most favorite things in my life that we've been doing together my, that I'm doing in my life and playing with these really fantastic women that are uber talented and really just a, a nice team we put together here you know how did you put this team together with the help of uh, tales from the golden road we had Is that why you had Gary and David okay. David was a big part of uh, he named uh, Joni and I on one of the shows Joni Batari our guitar player from Florida and you know I've been playing dead since the 90s with the deadbeats in new york and i haven't seen any other women playing so it was kind of like oh my god there's another woman who plays the dead like oh my god oh my god oh my god and so then we connected like over the love of jerry and all things dead right and which is a must i think over three years ago uh that was about three years ago yeah yeah and then it was kind of like hey uh, you want to put a girl band together and here we are today wow literally the help of the internet stalking uh dana for example, I was from from social that. social media. I was like, oh, she uh, plays bass and she lives in Jersey. Let me check this out. And I Google and then there she is. And now now here she is. Come on. So being an all girl cover band, yeah. Grateful Dead yeah. tribute band. Yeah. Have you noticed any um, unique challenges that have posed themselves being female? Danny, you want to take this one? Oh, it's that tricky question. <laughs> Tech, you're it. I, you know, I don't uh-huh. know. I think this band has been well received everywhere we've gone. So I know that there are unique challenges, but to say that we've been um, adversely affected by them, I don't think we have. I think every we, we've been around a lot on the East Coast now. We've been to the Southeast. We've been to the Northeast. We've been to the Mid Atlantic. Um, this is our first time west. Yes. Um, yes. So, but I think the west yeah, is I, I the really best. Think we've we've really been overwhelmingly well received everywhere we've gone. So um, that's, I, 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 that that's how sense. I feel about it. Well, that you know? and that's, that's my as feeling. It, as it should be. You know, you know? I, I think I think this has just been a, a a lot of people feel good about this project and what we've been doing, and and we do too. So maybe it just like spills over from how we feel. You know. So, obviously, this is all part of your DNA. I mean, <laughs> you're a Grateful Dead family for sure. Um, GDF. Part of what we've been kind of a theme that we've been talking to the artists about is like the impact that this music has on people. Just one of the guys from uh, Catfish, John, was just here and he said something amazing that I, I've never heard before. He said the Beatles changed music. But the Grateful Dead changed people. Oh, I, wow. I never heard that That's great, before. right? And no, I don't think I've heard that either. Yeah, so I'm curious what what you ladies think about that and how it's affected and changed your lives. Well, you know, something about, especially coming out west, this has been a 
wonderful family. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm part of it in New York and Joni's part of it in Florida and Dane is part of it in Jersey. And there are people that you see here. I've, I've walked in and I've seen people from Woodstock and I see people from Long Island where I'm originally from. And you just like have this feel. I have this feeling, I'll speak for me. I have this feeling of warmth and comfort and safety and uh, there's just something and then you know you got to add the fact that deadheads pay attention to the songs so when we have our spin on things like yesterday's version of bird song and jill sings the higher you know in the higher register people come up and go like oh you're doing the fifth in that song like they actually know there's like they know their stuff you know yeah, and, yeah. and and they pay like me when i'm watching you got to guess what song is next by the tease that you get beforehand so there's the thrill that goes along with every show because they're all different even if dso is copping a show that's been done before it's phenomenal it's phenomenal and it's exciting and thrilling and so all of that rolls into this family where we're all kind of paying attention getting our groove on getting down getting dirty getting loose I like that because the guys didn't mention any of that. The thrill, the dirty, the loose. See, they didn't mention any of that. Hell yeah. <laughs> we we do things a little different. Hey, Joni just Joni. joined us. Yes. You want to take this mic? I'll take that one. Why don't you introduce yourself to folks? I'm Aaron, by the way. Hi, Aaron. I'm Joni. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah. We, we, I you Joni, what, why don't you introduce yourselves to all the people that are listening? Uh, my name is Joni Batari. I play lead guitar for Brown Eyed Women, and my local band is Spiral Light. Oh, okay. so this is a, a second project for you? Yes. <laughs> I want to hear the long answer to that. Let's, just, let's talk about Brown Eyed Women. Okay, okay, okay. So, this music is so. Like you said, people are paying attention and filtering it through each individual artist is kind of the thing that like we as Deadheads love to see in a tribute band, right? What do you think that your brown eyed women is bringing to the table that's different than other tribute bands besides all being female? What's your spin? She likes uh, to put you in the hot seat, Dana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this one's yours. I think we bring uh, a different energy. I think I think there's a lot. A lot of this music music is about energy exchange, and uh, I think we do that differently. All all of the dead bands have their own flavor, but ultimately they're all exchanging energy with with the crowd, and that's that part of it. I think. We have our own way, just like every, every other band, uh, we have our own way of doing that. So so what we put out is is, is, is different. It's, right. it's a different energy that we put out. Um, we listen to each other well. So I think a lot of it is in the listening, you know, and the paying attention to each other um, when we play. And I just, we have sort of a unique presentation. It's, it's uh, obviously, you know, uh, vocally it's different. Um, so it's just it's just our way. It's our flavor. So we're it's we're really, doing our it's flavor. It's really fucking awesome too. And Thank Joni, you so much. Your guitar skills. I saw earlier you were having some technical difficulties. The second they put it back on, you went into a solo immediately. Like, yep. It was like not skipping a beat. Well, congratulations. That was beautiful. And what the hell? <laughs> well, now it's an authentic uh, Grateful Dead type show, right? Because yeah, yeah. there's technical it's problems. Yes. 
technical difficulties yes. made us the most authentic act. I want to go back to his question. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, what the Grateful Dead means. Like, I, I don't even think you, one could put that into words. We've been trying. Because I, I, I've been trying my whole life, you know. And I heard Uncle John, I, I heard Box of Rain in 1970 when my older brother brought it home. And, um, you know, my life changed that moment. I was completely obsessed. Just the recordings, you know, uh, side A, song one, and then Working Man's came out in November. And I was like 10, and I used to call Uncle John's band Uncle Tom's Cabin, because I was like in fourth grade. And and we were working on that book report, you know, and uh, I'd look at the back of the cover and I'd try to figure out, you know, who's who, you know. I was too young to go, you know, I was 10. But, uh, to have such a spark like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then Were set. you playing music at a young age? I started when I was 10. And then uh, and then 71 Skull and Roses came out and uh, uh, Dead Freaks Unite, you know, you could join the Dead Club, but I, I didn't know what to do. Do you send a postcard? Do you send a, I couldn't figure it out. Uh, but I, I knew that this is where I belong. And um, what what was it? What what was it that made you feel that way? Was it the the, the songs, the music? And then, of course, once I got to see him live in '76, that's a whole other experience. So, what was your what was the date of your first show? Beacon six fifteen seventy six. I love it. I I love that every Deadhead has like it's like a birthday. We all know our birthday. Yeah. 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 Two ten eighty nine. Yeah. Was that you? Yeah. yeah. I, you know. It's it's the most incredible thing that's happened to me in my life period it's the only constant that's been in my life since i'm like 10 true true that's true everything else changes well maybe that in hockey and baseball <laughs> <laughs> it's but it's, it's it's always there i i didn't and what's really unique about this like you said hockey and baseball hockey and baseball are always hockey and baseball they don't they don't change to fit where you're at in your life this music seems to change along with you as a human being. Right. Each song, it, one night the lyrics, one song can mean something completely different than another night, depending on where your head is at, what headspace you're in, you know, and they all so meaningful and you're there and, you, you know, you get these like uh, doors open in your mind, these epiphanies with these lyrics, yes. depending on what headspace you're in. You know, one song you don't like, maybe the best song of the night is yes. yeah. 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 We were talking about yeah. that recently. Like you could go through a year or two of like, I'm not really a fan of bird song right now or something. And then all of a sudden you go or you hear somebody else play it or yeah. something. That's what I love nowadays too, with all of the bands out here, you hear it differently and it can spark it again. And all of a sudden it's your new favorite. Even though yeah. it's not new, we, we say that all the time. It's like, it's my new favorite, even though it's been around forever. These songs are just timeless and they speak directly to all of us. A yeah. lot has changed since Jerry's Jerry's passing, you know, songs, um, some songs that I like, now I don't like, that I like more, now I like, I, I, a lot of things have happened. I can't explain it. And there are certain songs I like playing better than listening to. Like, like what? Can you give me a for instance? Uh, not at the top of my head. Okay, okay, okay. You know it happens. Right. But the thing, the thing that really gets me too is that it's, 
what's how do you say this? Like, it alters the person. It going to something like this or your first dead show, it changes who you are on a a weird level, and that's the thing that like for however many it's, however many years it's been since '89. I can't do math right now. That that's blown me away about the whole thing is that you can go to a concert it's just a concert at the end of the day it's musicians playing on a stage it's not they're not chanting around a fire there's no maypole you know it's like it's just a concert but they are but yes and it's, it's never just, just a concert, concert and but, 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 but yeah but at the end of the day it's not is what i yeah and something magic is happening underneath all of it that like if you're just a um passerby you're not going to see it it's a bunch of hippies dancing around but you get down on that floor after the sun goes down tonight and there's some there's something magical happening and it's it's visceral it you fucking feel it in your bones yeah yeah that's my it's hard for us to pay attention cool all right we're back so so dana why don't you introduce yourself Okay. And tell us your favorite turn on moment that you've had with the dead. That's a tough one. A um, tough my one. name is Dana Carroll. I am originally from Philly and uh, I transplanted to New Jersey, I think in 2005. So I live in uh, South Jersey coast right now. Nice. And uh, yeah, it's nice. My band there is called Lovelight. We've been around since 2011 playing Grateful Dead exclusively. And I think, um, I think playing the music exclusively is what really made me feel it differently. You know, I mean, I, I liked a lot of music when I was younger. I went to all kinds of shows. It wasn't any one thing. Um, but when I was able to start, when I played it exclusively, I've been playing since I was like 12. Um, playing it and, and it sounds cliche, but it plays you. No, you know, it and, 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 and getting inside of it and then listening because I'm not a technical player. I, I play from what I hear. So when I listen to what other people are doing, it, it it's what lets me know what I should do or what yeah. I, you know. So but isn't that the, the way of the dead music, right? That's, but that's what, that's what like, I was like, wow, this is a whole different way to experience playing music by being in it and letting it run kind of through you and through other people and out to the audience and back into you. Yeah. Like that was, um, I get chills like talking about it. That, yeah. that's, that was the thrill for me was actually starting to play this and nothing else. And that's kind of what I do now. I don't play anything else wow. anymore. So, um, so because, um, Denise, <laughs> Denise, do you have a sideband also? Actually, we all do. Okay, um, so every yeah, we came together because, um, well, as I was saying before, David Gans announced our names on uh, Joni and I on uh, Tales from the Golden Road okay. because he'd come and play with us in our own bands, and so that's how kind of the band came together was because Joni and I, when we were looking to kind of piece it together, it was women who played this already. So you know we had to. Ha- I think we, you know ten years or less or more. You know what I mean? Like we had to have some years and um, 
experience at this so that we could you know just like you do in your home band uh you have a fill-in somebody gets sick you need somebody to come in that night you know so we got to play on the fly so a lot of times that's what we're doing and uh indeed we all have our own bands i'm in the deadbeats in new york uh in in new york oh no no no, you're good just keep going just in case. And, Just in uh, case. And everybody has bands. Jill is Jill Simmons, our vocalist, is in the Cause in Pittsburgh, and uh, Dana is Dana Carroll from Jersey's in the Love Light Band, and Joni Batari from Florida's in Spiral Light. Wow. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Caroline Kylo is in Fenario in the Boston area, uh, and Katie Moore is in um, Deep Blue Sun. Thank you, Dana. Deep Blue Sun in uh, Atlanta, Georgia area. And so, you know, it kind of like was piecemeal together from women who filled the role and who could kick it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, how often can brown eyed women, you know, tour or get together? How many shows a year are you all playing? Well, well, right now, minus pandemic stuff. But you know what I mean? Yeah, we're trying to do as much as we can. Okay. Uh, I know. Pardon me, that frog. You know, we're trying to do as much as we can to, to keep the plane alive. So every, you know, maybe like every other month we go out for a week or so and do okay. something like that, you know, and it's really great to connect. And then you go back home and you do your thing and then we come out again. So it's it's really wow. a nice mix of that, you know, and stuff like that. It's it, from a fan's perspective, it's and this may sound cliche, too, but like it's fucking awesome to see women playing the music and breath of fresh air yeah. truly yeah. and it's not that we don't clearly we all love it we're yeah. all sitting here we can't yeah. have like ants in our pants dance yeah. into it right but it is a literal breath of fresh air to hear and see a woman fucking killing it yesterday we were back here there was a drummer named scott from agent orange okay. who um is an old punk band right and he was so mad at you because he was like, I can't fucking drum and sing. That is like a, a there's, there's no way possible. Say that, yeah. It's not fair. It's not fair. And I just started crying. I was like, well, clearly practice makes perfect because she can do it. And I, you know, I didn't, hadn't spoken to you yet, didn't know you yet. But what an accomplishment that you all are doing. Like your guitar is like everything. And you, Dane, up there. I mean, that bass. It just it's you got such good control of like it was just really again uh beautiful to see and yeah the the whole thing was a powerhouse dropping bombs
Price. This is like, yeah, it's like, bro, this is old blood here. This is like, this is like the 70s. This closest you're going to get to like the 70s, 80s feel of the dead, like we experienced in 2019. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it, <laughs> it's funny to, just not funny, it's a trip to see the same faces that I've seen my whole life, yeah. especially being a West Coast head. Yeah, these people were at the shows back in the late 80s, early 90s yeah. that we were at. And see, and see, you've seen some of these people, oh my God, they just, they, they need this so much. You know I mean, they're, you're seeing people in their 80s out here boogieing. Well, I just, yeah, this dude just walked up and introduced himself and was like, hey man, I listened to the podcast and I just want you to know I needed this. I yeah, fucking right. needed this. Came up when you're talking yeah. To Scott. yeah, yeah. I needed this, man. I was like, me too, brother. Two years is too long. For us to all be without each other, it's too much, man. And it's bad. It's bad. I was to say with a vengeance. Vengeance isn't the right word because that's not a nice word. No. It's back with power. <laughs> with passion. And passion. With love. Yeah, man. Feels good. Shaky feelings. Killing it. And I just got to add it. I just, I just love it, too, because it's just open. You can smoke. People walk around smoking joints. You can smoke cigarettes. It's just everybody's on good behavior, just having a fucking good time. Want to take a walk downtown? They just flipped the stage. What? Yeah, that's the Higgs. Oh shit, let's go check it out. Oh, we can't leave Mel. Oh yeah, we said we'd stay here for a minute. We'll be back. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. In the world we live in today, you need help. Go to <laughs> what kind of help? Define premium, premium premium for the help for your head. Get your head right. That's where you can come and find all of your premium cannabis needs. If you are up in the Portland area, we have one location in Hillsborough and another one in Forest Grove. They have tinctures. They bath have bombs, lotions, gummies, and keef and edibles. <laughs> all to take care of your head because it's important to take care of your head these days and your body and that's where all the other products come in so if you're in the area come out and visit us at one of the two locations make sure you tell us you are a listener of no simple road you will get 10 percent off your purchase and a free t-shirt wow Whoa. far out man you are getting clothes and weed at a discount you're gonna be feeling good and looking good define premium candidates
some of the Higgs set that they ripped apart that stage. the the house house. down. Yeah. Um, If you are not familiar with the Higgs, you need to familiarize yourself with them immediately because, as you heard, they tear it up. Um, And that was a little shaky feeling. Yeah, before that. Yeah, a little shaky feeling before that doing Mama Tried. Which they were from Ventura. Yeah. Um, are from Ventura. So... One of the coolest things at this festival uh, was if you're facing the stage to the left, there was a tent with an exhibit of guitars. And also, if you guys are familiar with beadwork by Jenny, she's made all these amazing uh, beaded straps for countless, countless amazing musicians in the field. Um, so it was called the Dusty Strings Exhibit, and um, the um, Jason he was kind of like the curator or the person that was, um, you know, giving life to all of these um, life and stories to all of these incredible instruments We're that talking. the dead have used yeah. through the years. And so what he did was he walked us around each one of the. I think it was like two, four. There was about ten. Set, 10. Yeah. Okay. Well, however many there was and talked to us about, you know, what each one of them meant and represented. And as far as like the pantheon of the Grateful Dead, yeah, we're talking, like it was Jerry's, amazing. Jerry's Martin from Olden in the Way and the pizza tapes. We're talking Osiris, Mission Control, Phil's bass. Um, Alligator was in here. And they um, were also being played that weekend. Um, with different musicians. Right. And they're, they're also preserved too. Everybody was in there talking about like that, like their DNA is on these. One of them, the one of the ones that Bobby played still had Bobby's strings on it. They never changed the strings. Oh, out. wow. Yeah. That there was that Casio. There's, I think there's that one called the black knife that was in there. Yeah. And then also you mentioned, uh, Jenny, she had, um, created straps for multiple, um, instruments for this exhibit. And she created a special, Strap roses strap for skull and roses, and that was incredible because she had whoever was willing, um, musician wise, to play with this strap and sign it, and was auctioning it off. And so, I don't know if that auction I, is over I, now. I, yeah, I think it, it, happened. it is. It happened. it happened. Yeah, it happened. Okay, do we know? Yeah, there was there was a winner, a of uh, wow. Le- Leslie something. I believe. Oh, Leslie. Okay. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Go, dude. Uh, yeah, I was following it. I it, just didn't see the end of it because so the, the back of that strap was full oh, of yeah. signatures by the time oh, the O'Teal, weekend was over. Jackie Green, yeah, like so many. Stu Allen. Yeah. And it was worn and played by them at the festival. So just think about this. You walk into this tent and on the walls are these wood cases with glass fronts and inside are these iconic instruments and next to each case is a plaque telling the story of that case. Well, Jason was sweet enough to take us around and tell us the story of each one and um you can feel the energy in this room man like when you stand in front of mission control that bass if you've ever seen it it's that one bass of phil's that's got like ten thousand knobs that owsley created um 
it was for the wall of sound. Like each knob changed the volume in a different part of the stack and different frequencies. It was, it's insane. <laughs> and then also like alligators in there. And like I said, that Martin and just these iconic instruments. So he check this out. He, Go on the tour of the Dusty Strings um, exhibit with us right now. Bye. Check this out. My name is Jason Scherner. Here we are at the beautiful Skull and Roses 2022. Right, right here on the beach in Ventura. I can hear the ocean. I can see the palm trees, you know, just in the wind. This is, there's, there's beautiful people everywhere. There's beautiful music in the background. This is what, this is what our world is about. Yeah. So. Um, are these yours? Uh, three of the instruments in the exhibit are mine, and uh, four of them come from uh, Andy Logan and Grateful Guitars. I'm also on the board for Grateful Guitars, so to a certain extent, seven of them are coming from that. From we just that talked to Jeff source, right? Matson uh -huh. a couple of weeks, two, three weeks ago, right? and he told us about the, the mammoth that you guys mammoth, made. Mammoth, right? Yeah. Right. So, and then we also have two other contributors who uh, also brought some, some additional Bobby guitars. And so the idea is that this is an interactive exhibit. It's, it's a, obviously it's an exhibit for your eyes, right? Yes. Right. But this is also an exhibit for your ears because all of these instruments are going to be going on stage throughout the festival and they're going to be heard. And so it's, 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 as I've been saying, it's for your, it's for your eyes, it's for your ears, it's for your soul. So people will be able to come in here and see these historic instruments and then hear what they really sound like in this kind of context. And we have some really wonderful and uh, historic, iconic instruments. We've got this set up in chronological order going backwards from, from 1995 all the way to 1970 as we go around the room. We've got- The Giant Seed was, uh, just let me tell you guys this, every one of these guitars was featured on the Wall of News every Thursday. That's true. Yes, it's true. Um, today true. we featured this one, that's what reminded me, the Great Alvarez was featured today. So if you, yeah, so if you want to see and hear, read the entire backstory, you go to wallofnews.love and you can read about every guitar. And Thank to, you to, to your point and to what we were talking about before, this guitar will be used tonight by Rob Eaton on stage with Reckoning. Yes. Okay. okay. And, and I'll, I'll point out some, a couple others that will be used tonight as well. So you guys want to keep going? Yes. Hell yeah. Yes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so the next thing we have here is we have uh, Bobby's 1993 Modulus Black Knight that was played in uh, the, the sort of the, the latter half of, of uh, 94 and the beginning of 95. This guitar was actually uh, painted, what, I, what we've been told is it was painted to match Bob's BMW at the time. Not his shorts. Not his shorts. <laughs> uh, and it's a beautiful, stunning guitar. Yeah, it's really pretty. The Black Knight. This is uh, Phil Lesh's um, first of three Ken Smith basses. This is in 1989. He owned three of these. Uh, he played this one from uh, the end of 1989 until the middle of 1990. And then he played the second one for just a few shows. And then he played the third one uh, for about another year before he went back to modulus. So and this, this is the bass that was, well, 12, 27, 89, This is, no. this is on, uh, this is like the eyes of the world with Branford Marsalis okay. on without a net. Right after I got turned. And this is like, uh, hey guys, this is 
actually, this was such an illustrious um, run of shows that this bass played that every show that this bass was used on has been released. So there are tons, like Phil played this on his 50th birthday, and Phil um, played this um, all during that whole famous spring 90 run, all those famous bust outs. And it was the only one that was actually built custom for him Look out of those three. Like, that's well, the size of my hand. It, it represented the when Phil went to a much wider string spacing on instruments. Before this, it, it was like having a like a four like a six lane highway when they paint it on on four lanes. You know, they just cut yeah, it off and repaint it. Well, this was like the first like purpose-built six-lane highway where he really had wide string space. A little more room and, to move. Right, and now, and, and ever since this, everything he's played has sort of followed this this sort of uh, this sort of form. So then we move on to the uh, Casio Black Knife, and we call it that because it's a Casio body with a bunch of crazy uh, MIDI and, and insane digital controls modified by Weir with a bunch of different interesting you know, pickups and, and pickup configurations. And it's got uh, a graphite modulus neck uh, attached to it, which was something that Weir did quite a bit of, okay. taking other instruments and sort of turning them into a modulus black knife by changing the electronics and adding a, a new neck. In fact, we have Wait, another guitar. This, one, this, uh, this was a Bob Weir guitar. But I mean, to, like. Uh, we'll see who plays this okay, one over, okay, over the course of the weekend. Okay, we'll see, okay. I'm not sure yet. So, uh, this is another black knife, but this wow, is made gorgeous. at Modulus entirely. This is the, the walnut black knife. He also had one made of cocoa bolo wood that's also very recognizable. But really, really gorgeous guitar. You can see we stuck a mirror in behind this one so you can see it's oh, sexy yeah. little behind. It's got a nice sexy butt. Wow. This was played in 1988, and also played by Mick Taylor and Bob Dylan, sitting in with the Grateful Dead. So this this is a, a really cool guitar. This is called the No Fun Guitar, and this was Bobby's first modulus. It was an ESP body that they added uh, a, a graphite modulus neck to this instrument. This was the first one that they they did this sort of thing to as far as the, the modulus black knife next. This is the first modulus that Bobby played. And he played it from 83 until 86. In fact, it was played here on site at Ventura for, for shows. And you can see why we call it the No Fun Guitar. Because it has the No, it has the no Fun, fun sticker. sticker. Yeah. All right, so. Uh-oh, another palm dropper. So this one will also be used tonight by Reckoning. This will be used by um, Skip tonight for the Reckoning set. So this was the last four string bass that Phil played. After after this, everything, he, he, went, he didn't play five strings, he switched right from the four to the six string. And so this is the last of the Mohicans. So and, 82 was the last of the four strings. Right, correct. He, he, this is actually a photo from 11-26-82, the last time this bass was played. And, uh, and then he, the, the next run of shows, 12, 26, 82, he played his first modular six string bass. Wow, man. Pretty cool instrument, though. Yeah. Oh, shit. We're, we're working our way to Jerry. 
We're working our way down, right? We're working our way back. Yep. So this is this is end of 81, 82, right? We're we're, we're getting we're getting Oh shit. Right. So here we have Mission Control. That's Osiris. Oh, it's it's, it's so name is Osiris. This is the sticker, right? Yeah. Here's your sticker, right? Thank you, brother. Everybody get a sticker. Mission Control inlay sticker. There you go. Mission Control. Right? So, and you can see the beautiful beaded strap. This was not original to the base. This was done by... Can I get Yes. This was done by, uh, a, you know, by Jenny. And, and is being featured with some of the other straps that you see in some of the other cases. I didn't get to see the strap in there. So... This was not only built as, you know, say for the Wall of Sound, this was actually built as part of the Wall of Sound. The whole Wall of Sound project, when they built it, they built this as part of it because it's, it has six different outputs. It has neck and bridge pickups, but it also has this skinny little pickup here that has an output for each string. So you have these buttons that could send different signals to different parts of the Wall of Sound. So it became known as Mission Control. Because Phil would touch this thing and stuff would happen on the wall of sound. Owsley's mind was beautiful. Though. Right. <laughs> I love that miniature one too that's up there. That's awesome. The miniature, right? Yeah. So in, like I said, this was, this was played from 1974 until 1979. Wow. That's a good... This was at the pyramids. This was uh, at the, at, you know, this is the Barton Hall, Scarlet Fire, the Big oh, Do. Shit. This is that, you know, you hear Phil tuning up those, those Scarlets from 1977. There's some That's heavy the energy sound in of that this space. Yeah. And this guy. Everybody so, knows who this oh is. This is the alligator. Alligator. This is Europe 72. This is the instrument that really started to change the game because the way that they modified this instrument, they were like, wow, we can do this and we can do this and we can do this and we can make all these changes. Rick Turner, who built Mission Control, made the modifications on this strap. And if you notice the, the bridge and the tailpiece and even how it's all put together, the electronics, all completely redone. And this set them on the path of saying, you know, we'll just modify everything to, to do what we want it to do. And then if we can't, we'll, we'll get the best that we can of everything. And then we'll modify it and we'll make it better. And if we can't make it, you know, where we really want it, we'll start from scratch and we'll do something absolutely insane like this. And so this, this led into the custom Garcia guitars. So this, this is the... Pivotal, this is the Pivotal. genesis of Rosebud Tiger. This, this is where Garcia sort of went in that direction. Okay. And working with a guy like Rick Turner and seeing the kind of stuff that he built, he thought, well, you know what? I can have what I want. I'm, I'm only limited by my imagination and my checkbook. So, Which were pretty big, both pretty of them. Pretty big, right? <laughs> so the last guitar that we have all the way back to 1970 in the Festival Express. Oh, shit. Oh, this shit. is Jerry's that, 1943 like, no D28 Martin. This will get played today with Reckoning as well. This is from, well, this is a 1943 Martin, but it was played by Jerry in 1970 and also played by Peter Rowan old in the way in 73 and 74. Look at the, and it is a beautiful sounding guitar. And look at the, the body of it. It's like, you could see where the wear marks are on the pick guard. Like that thing has been well loved and well played. So I want to thank 
um, Skull and Roses for taking such good care of us. We want to thank you, man. And making us feel so welcome here. We're excited to be here. That was dope. Yeah. Any other time you just come in, you're looking. This, the knowledge behind it really takes to another level. And Thank you, Jason. Getting yeah. emotional about the It's thing. good yeah. to get emotional, yeah, man. This should. is good. I walked into the Field yeah. Museum for Fare Thee Well and they had Tiger in there and I broke down in tears, man. I know. Me too. We've been working on this whole time. Yeah. Thank you. I gotta go say hi. Welcome home. Thank you. Goosebumps all over. So we'll push up the Metropolitan Museum of Art for the Play It Loud show of the 100 Most Iconic Instruments in Rock History. It was super cool. And then we found out that John Mayer wanted to play Wolf at City Field in New York. So like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? It's in the museum, but John Mayer wants to play it. It's in the same town. So we worked up like, it was like a James Bond kind of thing, <laughs> where we worked up with with um, Dead & Company's management, John Mayer's management, the uh, people who curate the Metropolitan Museum of Art to basically bust Wolf out of the net <laughs> at an assigned time. It was like two in the afternoon before the show. Guys in suits, opening doors. It was better than that. We drove in a black SUV underneath the Metropolitan Museum of Art, where there was um, security and like crazy, like security, like you know, you got to have your double secret With code and this, thing. that, and the, and the like bulletproof glass, and you had to say the secret password. And we knew we were coming, so we got in. Okay. And then there's like these crates that say like Picasso on them. Like we were in the basement of the Met, and then we had to, we signed out Wolf, got the, into the black SUV drove to City Field and then went directly inside inside of City Field and got a golf cart to deliver it um, together with Jay Blakesburg to John Mayer's dressing room. So that was a, the total bust out that was just so much fun to be a part of and in the black car. And, and then and then I, uh, the guitar was in my hotel room that evening um, and then we had to reverse the process the next morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What year was your first show? Uh, my first show was um, January 17th, 1979. Okay. Um, and with, that was one of the last shows with Keith and Donna. How old were you? I was 17. So you went back and told your 17-year-old self. But here's the thing, here's the thing that's really cool is Jerry played Wolf at my first show. Oh, hell no. Which was so cool because how could my 15-year-old self ever know that that guitar that Jerry is playing, one day I would be partly responsible on behalf of the owner to be able to um, help curate it, which has been an, a real that's true you. honor of my life. But, but the fact that if my 17-year-old slightly um, stoned self could have ever imagined that what was going on, I would have said, dude, you, you smoke some more because that ain't going to happen. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So this would not be complete without talking to Jenny about the straps that she made for a myriad of these instruments in here. And um, again, this is one of those moments that is emotional. She, just looking at her when we first got there, and just the excitement because we were behind, like she was behind us getting her tickets to come on in and stuff. And so 
seeing her back there all like proud and she was glowing and dressed all beautiful and like proud of her work and And seeing Brady beaming at his girl. Yeah, he exactly. It was just such a good family moment. Ginny and Brady that entire weekend were so decked out. They they look good. Every time we saw them, you two were Brady with his little skull shirts and then Jenny had her beautiful like long robe on like like I said, it was a amazing family moment to see your family, your friends doing like getting accolades yeah. for something amazing that they do. Well, yeah, she she has worked really hard to make a place for herself by doing these beaded straps and the she sure amazing has. artwork that she does. And it's cool being her friends to see her getting the accolades that she's due. Mm-hmm. She's put her blood, sweat, and tears into those straps. Those are magical totem pieces that aren't just well, and run of the mill. They're beautiful, amazing, powerful pieces. And she, and, know, she and knows to how her, to suit it. She knows how to suit it to the person and the instrument. Yeah. And like, it, it's a trip the way she does those. She's an artist in every way. The way that she um like goes about doing this, you know the. Like the when she collaborated with like the Grateful Guitars and doing like the Mission Control and just like all of those things, they're almost identical to these kind of like pictures or portraits, but done in her style and mm-hmm. with these amazing like iridescent beads that kind of glow ever so slightly when you move and use the guitar and she makes them so sturdy so that they can actually be played and kind of roughed up, you know, and she, it's just... um to also then be able to celebrate her birthday with her and all her friends. And it's cool to see someone f- feel special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, that's on, was... like, that's what it is. It was great to be a part of that and to show her some love and, you know, just hear her backstory on it. So, yeah, that's what I was saying is like when somebody's worked really hard and then you get to see them, the Grateful Dead family and community is everything for Jenny and Brady. It's their life. And to see that thing giving back to them yeah. made me feel really good. Yeah. To see that, like, the the family giving back to them. That's what I kept kind of stressing, like, the family. Well, and when, and, and to be involved with those guys. Like, Jason, there was so much emotion. He had us teared up. Oh, he was all teared up. Yeah, within that. the first and few moments we met Jason, he we were bow, down by Jerry's guitar. He was already tearing up. Yep. So here we go. This is Beadwork by Jenny, Jenny Schumann. If if you don't follow her on Instagram, it is at Beadwork by Jenny. And she has made these amazing straps. And this is a little interview with her. I I know, I know, I know, Oregon, not where it's sunny. Jenny. Yes. You got a fucking exhibit here. I know, I know. It's an amazing exhibit. They knocked it out of the park. Tell me all about it. So, Jason. Jason Schooner and Andy Logan are the ones who put all of this together, right? That, okay. you know, they do the Grateful Guitars. And so, yes, they made them specifically the historic instruments. They have pegs to have the straps that accompany them that mm-hmm. I made. Um, eventually, we'll have a guitar strap in every one of these. Wouldn't that yeah, be great? You will. <laughs> um, but this one is like the showcase of the ones that. I've got, and um, I know you probably got footage eventually. So this one is going to be for the Rosebud replica. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I told Mel the story earlier 
about um, how that one was created. So what about the Cats Down Under the Stars one? So this belongs to a Jerry guitar. Um, a guy named Bobby who lives in Chicago owns that guitar. And so this goes with that. And I think the first song Jerry ever played on that guitar was Cats Under the Stars. Hence, we did that. And this is my first Cats ever. Really? It's my only Cats. It's the only Cats I've ever beaded. Ever. It's, it's amazing. And it the is. Jerry Moon is so, so cool. It's perfect. It's like this whole starry you know, 80s vibe. And then tell me about the one at the bottom with the skulls the and the skull roses. The skull and the roses. So this is, yes, absolutely. So this is a skull and roses edition. And I made two and Chris has one of them, one of the coordinators here mm -hmm. for the festival. You Did you meet him? He's so fun. No, not yet. Okay, he's awesome. So he has one and then this is the sister strap. And this one is going to be played by various artists over the weekend. Um, I think we're going to have it with Melvin. I think that tomorrow Jerry's middle finger will have it on. Um, so it gets to like Tom Gwarn is going to play it with O'Teal and friends. Yes, it's going to get powered up. And then Connor from Midnight North will be playing it and they're all going to sign it and we're going to auction it off next weekend with all the signatures on the strap. Yeah. I'm kind of excited yeah, about you, it. You yeah, be I know Brady that. says, what are we really going to get rid of this? I'm like, dude. <laughs> well, you, make them, you don't make them for you. No, These well, are yeah. Pieces for other people. Yeah, I mean, they're me for me as far as medicine goes. Right. But they're for the world to enjoy, you know? I mean, they're all my children. They're all my babies. We've talked about that. But yeah, they're going out there. And then this one is Wine Country. It goes with one of the um, guitars that Jason owns. This is one of the Dead & Company um, headcount straps, okay. like signed by the band. So is, it, is that one being? It's private owned. Okay. No, yeah, it's private owned. A guy named Mark owns this. So yeah, these are those ones. And so Andy Logan, this is his for the Rosebud Replica. And I also finished. So these two and Skull and Roses edition are new for the exhibit. So this is Jerry's Martin. Right. And um, if you could, it's kind of hidden, but back there is, the, it was Festival Express. This guitar right. was used on Festival Express. So the image on the front of the strap is the train. Is the, is the train. Oh, you showed this to me when you were just... The like, baby phases. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. So that's this. And it was, so Peter Rowan wore, and then American Beauty. So it's the first and only American Beauty rose I've done. So that's really cool. And then the olden in the way, how was I going to put that banner? Like that was very... You'd see it with the logos. Right. How are you? Gonna, how am I going to fit Olden in the way in that in two and a half inches? So we just decided to go with like that old school banner, and so that's that. So that's the story of this strap. So, Jenny, what is it? What does it mean to you to have your art here in this place with these guitars at this time? I mean, it's everything, and everybody's come together for it. It's it's bringing us all together. It's a conduit. It's like the weaving. The beads are weaved, you know, and it's the music, it holds the instruments. And it's like the fabric that we all are, right? It, we're all weaved together. So, so it's amazing. It's everything. And, and it's it, like quite the apex of, like it's it's a really amazing milestone in my career too, to have this many guitar straps here in this museum. And then what's gonna be played on stage. Like there's a lot of, I know I got goosebumps and it's my birthday weekend. Yeah. Well, almost. We're just going to celebrate it for two weeks. Yeah. Fuck it. yeah but, and it's also the first time I've seen these guitar straps with these instruments. It's the first time I've seen alligator next to the strap I made for alligator. So this is a first I've never seen them together. So that's just amazing to me. Like we'll hold them later. I'm not going to hold them right now, but I mean, 
they're at a distance when I create and you know it's you listen to the the music and where the and look at and, pictures right. and listen to the stories of the different people and what it means to them but to like see my my description of that like in my words I mean, next this, to the actual instrument this strat obviously you guys that are listening you can't see this but like it is Europe 72. It is. Embodied. It is. And, and the little Jerry and the sun it, behind the, I mean. It's got an alligator at the bottom. <laughs> so good. It's got a clock with his hands on his hips. Big Ben. Mm-hmm. The, the teapot. Teapot. Tripping the rainbow. The, yep. Tripping rainbow. The whole thing. It's, yep. And they go together. They go together they totally beautifully. Go together. I know. Like, think about what energy went through this I, guitar. I know. And what's like embedded in the molecules yeah the sweat that was on it yeah and the energy from all of us the love and the conduit for like all of us like that was it that was bringing us all together and i love these exhibits like it's got like the mirror so you can see behind them it's so cool he did so good (laughs) (laughs) yes feeling the love feeling the love well yeah it's so fun and osiris together it's like it doesn't stop it's so it's so amazing. Congratulations, sis. Thank you. Thank I you. you. I I'm love you. Proud of you I love you so much. Mm. So good to be together here. Shotgun. I go walking out 
This is Hattie's Maddie Moon. And uh, Maddie, so we're No Simple Road, and we're the podcast that's doing the podcast for the festival. And so what I'm doing is I'm walking around, I'm talking to people out here on Shakedown, and kind of like the um, theme that we've been asking everybody is, what does the Grateful Dead mean to you? What does it mean? Because it means something different to all of us, right? I mean, a lot of us say family, community, like that kind of stuff, but curious what your take is well that was going to be my answer was family yeah why, <laughs> yeah. why so um probably just because that's where i started doing a lot of my artwork and they accepted it and it grew into this which you know how long have you been doing vending on lot time <laughs> so what was your what was your first show um let's see it was a show like in 89 in milwaukee it was a bob bob and rob Wasserman, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, where can people find your stuff besides on lot? Um, I have a bunch of boutiques uh, offhand. Anything on Instagram? Instagram. What's the Instagram? At Maddie Moon Designs. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And how about you? What's your name? Talia. Talia, what does it mean to you? Um, just uh, music in general or specifically Grateful Dead? Dead. Um, it just means finding your people, you know, like-minded souls that are all just all about having fun and living in the moment and being free and just being able to be yourself and in ways that we can't out in normal reality, you know? And it's like our soul family. And is, isn't it a trip that, like, it takes a concert to do that? Why? What is it about music that makes that... St- happen well you know music activates every part of your brain which a lot of things either right brain left brain right right so i do like sound therapy sound healing too so it's so healing and so it's a way for us to lose ourselves, like nature too in a way that it's like nothing else captivates our soul and our spirit and our imagination in that way right you know because you can just dress however you want right? right and just let your freak flag fly fucking a that's a, that's a great answer yeah. thank you you're welcome that was awesome nice to meet you. thanks to meet you too yeah, mike this is this is a wicked awesome tn and uh we've been hanging out this weekend and um bryce don't make apple drink beer he gets all weird take his pants down again his best dance moves that way he actually does so mike um what do you think of skull and roses i think it's a really good time uh great people great music uh yeah so has there been a highlight for you yet my highlight has been hanging out with the no simple road Uh, folks really because you guys are just fantastic well us too man it's been it's been fun getting to hang out i mean you did our first a f- well, first real official logo by a known artist back in the day. Noon, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> I mean, it is. You're known. It's, it's a thing. Cool. And uh, it, it helped legitimize us in a, in a way in the scene. And um, I'm grateful, dude. That's great. I am too, because it helped legitimize me in the scene, I think. And we both kind of have grown so much since. Uh, that it's great that we've had this relationship together 
and then come here and finally meet and just uh i think we hit it off like uh we've been friends forever yeah. yeah and i like that like apple said this morning like um the three of us are a lot alike in that we like to be in the same part of the crowd and we don't like the same things inside the show and like we we all gel together well yeah um very much just kind of sit back and watch it all happen and be a participant and not necessarily you know uh the leader or the ringleader or anything like that yeah yeah all right let's walk around and see what we can find what kind of trouble we can get into Play, yeah, play it slow. 
hear Mel's laugh, but I don't see her. Where is she? Oh, there she is. She's she's looking at singing bowls. All right, here I come. Who are you? Um, I'm Mel. It's just recording. It's not live out anywhere. No, no. He wasn't down with the live. He was like, oh, look, I don't fucking do photos. I'm sorry. I'm not. But you got to ask um, Chit. Chaitanya. Chaitanya. I'm Aaron, brother. How you doing, man? So, Grateful Dead means something different to everybody, right? But there's a lot of similarities too. So I'm 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 getting people's perspective on what they their take on all of it is. What what it means to you? That is a gigantic question. So uh, there is a video in 19 uh, from 1983 circulating at Harrisburg, and there's a kid on there who says. Uh, you know, and they're going around asking everybody, what is a deadhead to you? And people say all kinds of things, you know, Mother McCree's to, you know, whenever to now, 1985, whatever. So, and this kid says, well, you know, you drop everything and however many hundreds of miles you have to go and you, you go to a show because it's not just about the dead, it's about the people too. And so when Fairly Well came around, I was saying, you know, the guitarist, whatever, it doesn't matter so much to me. It's about being together and singing to each other fairly well. We love you more than words can tell. Not fade away. It's all of us to get. We're all Grateful Dead. And so, turns out, now, what is that, 40 years later, that was me on that video. Still singing the same tune. So, I'm here because I love to see all my friends. And it doesn't matter who the bands are, really. I'm just here to be with all my people. You just you gave me chills. That gave me chills, dude. That... And who you didn't want to be on. Come on. Who took you to your first show? <laughs> I don't know. My bro- friends, older brothers? Maybe? No, not even that. It wasn't at the Spectrum. We were, I was 14. Uh-huh. So that was my first show. And so we just went down. I was in Philly and we went down to the show. And uh, this was the site of my first West Coast show. So, oh, this, yeah, oh, this shit. very venue. Yeah. And so that was 83. And we took, you know, my 22-year-old friend and I was barely 16. And we took a greyhound out here. The hound broke down in Pittsburgh. <laughs> we had to wait six hours for another one. And then uh, coming all the way out here, it says an amazing experience of Americana in the early 80s on, on a greyhound. And uh, so we came here. We saw Johnny Carson and the great Karnak. And Carrie Fisher was on, Dave Grisman Quintet. None of us had heard of David Grisman at that time. Like, not many of us, anyway. And then, uh, so the show started here around 2 o'clock or so. And we were all dosed. And balloons and Jack Straw. And just, you know, like, oh, my God. 16 with wide eyes. And then the end of the show, you know, we're all still high. So we go out onto the beach. And it was my first Pacific Coast sunset. So blue and orange, palm trees silhouetted, naked people breastfeeding and dreads, sea lions and... That was that. <laughs> I was home. You know what's a trip, man? It's like, and we've been talking about this all weekend, is the similarity of, ex- of experience across all of us. Obviously, we all had our own trip with the music and how we got into it and, and what it did for us personally. But if you, yeah, I'm getting chills again. If you take all of the, all of the experiences and you put them together, there's a, there's a common thread that runs through all of it. And it's this moment of like finding home. And it, bro, I went to my first show and like it was so scary in a lot of ways. It broke a lot of bullshit that was in me and it was terrifying and it was exhilarating. It was amazing. But I never wanted to leave. I, ne- I was like, when can we do it again? Like, and my friends are like, well, you know, they tour. 
And I was like, I'm in. Let's go. I fucking went home and bought a school bus, dude. I was like, go and let's do this <laughs> shit. Yeah. Whatever it takes yeah. to do that. Right. Let's do that. And so nice. <laughs> this family is everything. And it's so good to see it back and yeah. to see us all together again, man. That's and huge. it's good to see your face, brother. You love you, man. Thanks, man. Wow. You know, listening back to that got me teared up, actually. It, it's emotional. <laughs> it, 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 it is. It is. The, the love yeah, that was going on yeah. there and the bonding and, the, like, I mean, everything we talked to, all those words, the family, the compassion, the love, the, I mean, it. I yeah. like what that girl yeah. said, Talia, she said that, um, cause you, you, you said, Aaron, people will say, what does dead mean to you? And it's like family, whatever. But I like how she said soul family, cause that's a little bit different yeah. mm-hmm. when, you know, the family that you have, your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters, cousins, and all that. We love them. They're great. They're part of our journey. But then we go away from our house and we find the people that get us. And the people that we get. Mm-hmm. And, and that we hang out with. And our yeah. lives a lot more. More than our cousin that we yeah. see once a year. We're seeing our, you know, you know, friends or coworkers every day, you know. And so the fact that when you get onto the Grateful Dead lot, you can literally wear anything. And that's who you are there. Yeah. You know, like no holds barred, like your most unfettered self, like free, and, and, open, happy. And sometimes the crazier you go, the, the it's all accepted and like congratulated. And yeah, I, I know one of the craziest things I saw over the weekend, it was with Mike up in the stand. You guys might've seen him too. There was, but like me and Aaron, like a burly older dude with the big old beard. And he was wearing a Holly hobby dress with the bonnet and everything like tied. He was running around. I think it was on Saturday. Like burly, big biker looking dude with the Holly Hobby dress, like the flowery light blue print and little bonnet that was tied. That's cute. And and it was just, well, it wasn't like acting silly, but it was just rocking it. Yeah. Everybody's just like, dude, dude in the Holly Hobby dress. Fuck yeah, dude. You're awesome. Yeah. In the same way that it would maybe be like pointed at or like, what's that? Out in the quote unquote real world. When you're in that environment, the music's going, the vendors, the coffee's hot, the beer's cold, like everything is like celebrated. Cel- <laughs> yeah, it's such a celebratory spirit. It's like that once a year when you do look forward to going visit your family. Yeah, it, you know, and it, like you totally. know, it, like mom's making that favorite dish, and like your uncle's gonna bring the freaking coquito, and like blah, 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 like <laughs> all this good stuff. It's just good. Yeah. It's like goodness. It's it's like the conversation i was having with chaitanya right there that that's why i didn't want to leave that's what made me want to go that's one of the reasons i wanted to go on tour it for me like growing up in the 80s a a kid from divorced parents parents that were mostly uninvolved with what i did i kind of raised myself feral like a wild cat on the street and when I found that where my meanness the who I am was celebrated and nurtured by total fucking strangers of all ages Uh, and it's weird to say nurture because it's not like someone's there like 
holding you up or like great job every step of the way. It's just like visual support. Yep. Like you're accepted. Uh, uh, some, yeah. Some, it's acceptance. It's, it doesn't even need to be like a literal hug. It's just like the vibe, the feeling yep. that you're okay here. And you, and that, you know, if you, if you fall down or something happens, You've got, they've got, they got your back no matter what. That's why I was like, I am never fucking leaving, not leaving. Like I found my family and it, it makes sense finally. And all the years later, all these years later, it's still just like that. And everybody's still feeling that. And that's something that we haven't even really touched on about this festival. We've talked about it with dead and company in the past, but. there is a whole new generation or a couple new generations of deadheads. There's a, there's a crowd interview with this one kid, man. He's, I think he was 17. Kid has dreads down to his elbows. Oh, I remember he catch it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he's been around the scene his whole life. And, that's all he knows. It, so how could he not continue that? Because right. not continuing it would be something he doesn't know that how to do. That would be like his rebellion would be like going to school and getting great grades. and Which is a good thing to do too. Like, you know, sometimes you need the opposite of what you had growing yeah. up. But, Joining the military. Yeah. But then, <laughs> but then we also have those people who keep traditions alive. And then you can go back to the same spot. And you know that that certain thing is going to be there. And that's, I think, what repre- what's represented in the Grateful Dead community is like, it's a spot that you leave, but when you come back, it's the same as you left it. Yeah. Yeah. Music never stops, man. So we're at the two, roughly two hour mark. We're going to give your ears a break. There is a lot more that we yeah, have. That, that was There's day so one. Much yeah, more. Well, that was day one and part of day two. Eat a little bit. Yeah. Um, we have... Uh, Interviews with Jerry's Middle Finger, uh, interviews with Catfish John, Marcus Razak, and a bunch more crowd interviews and music and shenanigans with three of us and uh, That's right. a bunch more. And so that'll be coming out next week. And uh, I just, I hope you guys enjoy this as much as we enjoy making it for yeah, you. Yeah, we're putting it together and we're reliving some so of the stuff and kind of like getting like... You- making fun of ourselves for how dumb we sound and then like cracking up at stuff that we, you know, remember hearing. And it's just great. Like being able to do this for you all. Like, I think this is some of my favorite material that no simple road does is like the the festival stuff. It's an experience. Yeah, it really is. So we're going to take you out with a little bit of Stu Allen and Mars hotel. They were the headliners on the Thursday Egyptian night. And, um, We'll be back next week with part two, our last part of Skull and Roses Festival 2022, bringing you along for the trip. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Smile at a stranger. Take care of yourselves. Hydrate and safety third. Peace. Stu Allen and Mars Hotel.
janitors are focused through the spot in the corner that is still intact. The react is both a defense mechanism as well as a fear. We've traveled this road before, so we may think. But it's a tad bit of strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Well, hey, friends. My name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.